In a world where truth is suppressed, information is censored, and alternative ideas are silenced, one group refuses to be muzzled. Despite shadow bans on social media, low downloads, and crickets on Patreon, one group refuses to be a mainstream media puppet. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the podcasters. All right, everyone, thanks for joining us and welcome back. We have another great show in store for you. Cannabis underground legend Adam Dunn is here to talk about his show, The Adam Dunn Show. Adam, welcome to the show. Hey, man, thank you very much for uh, inviting me. Oh, my gosh. I'll tell you what, for the listeners, I've known you for a while because you spoke at a lot of my shows, but I never had an opportunity to actually listen to your story until one time, I think it was in, I don't know where I was, but I sat through one of your, and I'm like, who is this guy? I bet you in the world, there might be a hundred people with as much experience as you, maybe not even that many, with as much experience in cannabis as you have for, for all this time. And I'm like, how did I not know this? I've known him for all this time. I didn't know any of your story. And as I'm thinking about it, I'm saying, it must have been kind of uncomfortable for you to share all this knowledge. What prompted you to start the podcast? Well, anybody who knows me knows I love to talk. So that's one thing. I got most talkative when I was in high school. So pretty much was destined for something with cannabis and a lot of talking, right? So podcasts just sort of came out of nowhere. The way it started, though, is I went on to another podcast, JDR, which is the John Doe radio show. So the JDR was one of the first sort of cannabis podcasts in Colorado that really brought people to the scene because it was in like 2009, 10, 11, 12, right when it was really bubbling over here. So I went on his show as a guest and I just realized like quickly while I was watching, I was like, this is really fun. You know what I mean? I like sitting around talking old war stories about cannabis because I kind of consider myself a little bit of a Forrest Gump of cannabis because I just happened to be at the right place at the right time starting really young. So I was born in Woodstock in 1969 in June. So the story starts already like, oh, well, yeah, you must be a hippie and a weed guy, right? It's like pretty much groomed for it. And then later I moved to Amsterdam when I was 19 and uh, just graduated high school. I went for a year traveling. And then after a year traveling, I ended up in Amsterdam and I was like, oh, wait a minute. This town is named after me because it's shortened down to Adam. So everything was Adam, 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 Adam. I was like, this is it. This is my town. I went there for like a long weekend and I ended up 21 years living there. So I was there from 89 till 2010. And, but I started working for Sensi Seeds and Sensi is like really the true pioneers of the cannabis industry as far as selling seeds and bringing it to the masses. And I just saw when I worked there that that was the cog of the wheel that I wanted to be in because the cannabis industry, of course, is huge, right? You have producers, sellers, you have hemp industry, you have all sorts of things. But I realized that the seeds was really the the, the peak, you know what I mean? So I started there in 90 and, and then started my own company in 93. So I was there for about three years and started a thing called the CIA. And the CIA was cannabis in Amsterdam. And it was like our kind of hangout seed spot. And I got to meet the best breeders in the world. And and it really stuck because by having that spot, I had people coming from everywhere, 
not only to buy genetics, but also to bring genetics. So I would be receiving as some of the best genetics out there too, because people wanted to make a splash in Amsterdam, so they would bring it to there. So it kind of gave me a connection to all these people. And over the next 20 years there, I, I, had, a, I had a shop downtown. Doors were open. You could come in. Remember those shop things that you used to go into? <laughs> so, I mean, nowadays I, I feel lucky that I had a shop and I had that experience of retail because now everybody's online. There's a lot of people out there selling seeds, not necessarily always the best. And it's a very opportunistic sort of industry. So I like to help bring in people who are, who are new or people who are actually been around for a long time, but never had the good presence. So the show really developed on that, helping other people get into the industry in a short answer. <laughs> no, that's a great answer. And I know what you mean by the retailing side of it is because you have these customers that are regulars and you look forward to solving all the world's problems with your customers. And that's what podcasting is. Yeah, exactly. And it was like having that shop, that retail spot. I loved it, right? And my partner hated it. So he was all about wholesale. He went to the office and worked on the production of the next year's uh, clothing line or whatever. And I just loved to talk to people and socialize and, and just like you never knew what was going to come through the door. It was just fun to be able to inspire these people. And then it's been like that over the years. Like I, I go to people's dispensaries and I don't know, I walk in and then I realize, wait a minute, didn't you come to my shop? And they're like, yeah, we were there in 2000 and you took me downstairs and showed me bubble hash. Well, and you have so much knowledge in, you know, from all this experience that it's great that you're sharing. Now let's talk about your podcast. You do it live every Friday at 420. Is that hard? No, I think for me, it's the opposite. Like when I have to do something and it's recorded, I have a hard time with the flow. When I do stuff, when it's live, I feel like I know there's people there watching me right now and I got to work with those people. And so we have our chat gang, which is like on the low end, we'll have like 54 super dedicated people. They're always 54, 52, 54. And then on a good show, we might have 200 or 300 people watching. And just knowing that they're there and being able to interact with the chat gang, it makes the show flow really well. I have my guest host, which is Dave Charnick. We're like the odd couple. He's very business-minded. We're both New Yorkers. We, we bust each other's balls. So we both look forward to coming in. And like, I'm in there ready to like, oh, I'm going to destroy Dave today. You know what I mean? And then the chat gang loves it. And then Dave throws out a couple. And that's kind of the way our style goes. It's like, we're not taking ourselves too seriously. Like the funny thing is, is that the, the people who listen to the show, I get a lot of times, they want me to do one thing, which is only talk genetics and only talk to breeders. And it's it's cool. I, I like those shows. They're really fun to do. But the problem is it, it always becomes like a rabbit hole because you, you do one show and then somebody comes out and says, nah, that's not correct 100%. And then you have to go back and revisit it. I mean, we did the, the OG show, which is probably our most popular. I think it was four different shows. And each show was kind of like learning. You know, we learned as the shows went on and we went pretty far down. We got it to the point where we know who put the seed in the ground. And now it'll be argued a thousand times over in history. But the reality is we're talking about a specific OG, the OG from Florida that came from a specific person to the next person, to the next person, then to be real, then to, you know what I mean? So we follow the whole lineage and those shows are great, but I like also to just give people, if they have something cool product or pretty much organics is my focus. So that's one of the focuses on the show is to endorse the organic growers out there. I have a clip from your show. 
Let me play the clip or give our listeners an idea of as to the tenor of the show. It's really a fun show to listen to, but let's play the clip. I had a friend of mine who was growing one plant in his backyard. He had a card. He was one of the first guys with a card. And he watched the helicopter go in. The guy comes down, cuts his single plant and goes up again. And then basically kind of flies right over to his house and just sits above his house for a second and then takes off. You know what I mean? And he was just like, literally, like, I had one single plant. But they just wanted to come in. Like, they were like, oh, that's a, he's got that guy's got one. Let's just come back late. Because they could never have seen it when it, you know, until it was as big as it was. Thank you, Nancy you Reagan. Think. Yeah, they were, yeah, it's crazy. Your show reminds me a little bit of Howard Stern's show. Do you, do you pattern yourself after that? I mean, not intentionally, but for a little while, especially in the beginning, we had like five characters on the show. So we had basically all the East Coast represented, and it was just ball busting all day, right? That's very Howard Stern-ish. I definitely appreciate their style. I didn't want to become like pigeonholed into like trying to be like them. I think also the thing is that I've always tried to bring humor to any situation, whether I'm getting pulled over by the cops or hanging out with my friends, I try to break the ice with humor and always have, you know what I mean? I've always tried to be like, let's not be too serious. And with cannabis, I think it's important that we don't take ourselves too seriously. And so we have a lot of our little running jokes, especially because we do that, like I was saying with the chat gang, there's a lot of inside jokes within that. And I think if you listen to Howard Stern and you just listen to it once, you don't get a lot of the jokes because a lot of those are running jokes that go on and on and on forever. I think the people that start to listen to the show and, and actually get it, because I mean, I have a lot of people who listen and like they love the show and their wife or their girlfriend's like, why are you listening to these guys? And then at a certain point, they catch the humor and they're like, you know what? My wife loves your show now. Yeah. For the listeners that haven't seen his show yet, you really need to check it out. It's live every Friday at 420. I don't know how you came up with that number. 420 Mountain Time every Friday. And it goes till 710. So it's 420 to 710. That's our encapsulated window there. So you start off by smoking weed. You end up by smoking oil. It's a great show. You know what I mean? And that's the thing, too, is we all I smoke the entire show, as you noticed, because that's how I keep everything rolling. Because if I had to sit there and be like, we can't smoke because we've had that. We've had people like, come on and do the show at our place. And it's like, OK, we need two things. I need good Internet. And I got to be able to smoke a lot of weed. And they're like, we got good internet, but uh, I'm not so sure about the weed. And I'm like, all right, we're not going to do We can't do the show then. So that's, that's the challenge of doing it on sites everywhere is that we've had moments where once we get going, the show is going. And it's almost like if you go to see Snoop Dogg, he's going to smoke weed on stage. It doesn't matter if he's in a state that is legal or not legal. He don't care. No one's going to bother him. And that's kind of how we feel doing our show. It's like, hey this is part of the show we have to do this is performance art right this is like we have to keep it rolling so you know well like i said check it out at live or it's it's also on all the major podcast networks and adam i wish we had more time i always enjoy your company and i'm really glad that you've willing to share your life's journey with everybody on your podcast so thanks for being on our show today oh 100 I'm, I'm glad to glad to be able to come check it out and i Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. How do cannabis CEOs balance growth and optimization strategies? What is THCO, Delta 10, and CBNA, and why should you care about these minor cannabinoids? And why isn't the endocannabinoid system covered in medical school? Most people think they're up to date in trends in the cannabis industry, but they're about six weeks behind. Learn about what is truly next in the cannabis space by joining myself, Brian Fields, and Kellen Finney every week on the Dime Podcast. And of course, 
i'm podconnects.